Welcome to Kofsi Cars, podcast that are designed to help you achieve academic success. Brought to you by Kofsi FM, a division of the Department of Student Affairs, and in partnership today with the Department of Nutrition and Dietetics at the University of the Free State. And today we are talking to Marita Albertain, and we're talking to, about microbiome. Can you eat yourself healthy? Marita, good day and welcome. Thank you so much. How are you? Oh, well, I'm always well. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested to find out more about microbiome. What is that about? So the microbiome helps to digest the food you eat. It strengthens your immune system, protects your body against dangerous bacteria, and makes many important vitamins and minerals that your body needs every day. Well, that is something that, that I really didn't know. So how does that work? So let me explain how your stomach and the microbiome works. Imagine a wall. The wall is full of tiny worms and caterpillars, and the caterpillars make up the microbiome that you need to stay healthy. When you have more caterpillars, good bacteria inside your stomach than bad bacteria, they help to strengthen your immune system and digest your food. And the worms, on the other hand, are the bad guys because they make you sick. To keep the worms away, you need to eat healthy, which I will explain later on. And the caterpillars need food to keep doing their job, which is called pre- and probiotics. This I will also explain, so stay tuned. Right, so what is a microbiome? So your gut consists of your mouth, esophagus, your stomach, pancreas, liver, gallbladder, small intestine, colon and the rectum. All of these make up your gut, as I mentioned, and your microbiome. This is what makes humans human. As people, our bodies are made up of microbes living in your intestines, particularly in the large intestine. The microbiome basically consists of bacteria, fungi, protozoa and viruses that live on and inside your body. Its, compo its composition is based on genes, environment and dietary factors. So diet has without a doubt the largest influence on the microbiome. The microbiome may even weigh more than 2.2 kilos and was only discovered to exist in the late 1990s. These bacteria help to digest your food, control your immune system, make vitamins and protect your body against diseases that are harmful to you. So this microbiome that each one of us have is so very important. When we're born, we have no bacteria in our gut yet. This process of getting microbes into your gut happens as soon as we drink our first milk and also as we grow. That is why healthy food is so important from a young age. Marita, what do the bacteria in our bodies actually do? So these bacteria help to digest the food you eat. It protects you against bacteria that could cause diseases and also produce vitamins. And the bacteria living inside of your body helps with digestion, metabolism, immune system development and resisting the bad bacteria, the imaginary worms that wants to enter your body. And not only does it play an important role in gut functioning of our stomach, intestines, pancreas, gallbladder, etc., but it's also known to control your mood, pain and anxiety through communication with your brain. And the brain? Yes, that was actually proven through studies done in Austria in 2018 to evaluate people's moods with the intake of pre- and probiotics. The microbiome also controls the balance between inflammatory and non-inflammatory bacteria. So the inflammatory bacteria cause inflammation. This is where your body reacts to an injury and when a sore gets red and swollen and painful. And non-inflammatory bacteria are the ones that help to prevent inflammation. So basically the opposite. How does the microbiome 
microbiome benefit our body? The microbiome is absolutely necessary for your immune system. It has been shown that diseases like type 2 diabetes, arthritis and some other diseases are a result of your microbiome not functioning the way it is supposed to. This happens through the bad bacteria, the worms that enters your body. It piles up, it overtakes the good bacteria, um, the caterpillars inside your stomach and eventually cause diseases. Does the microbiome have an effect on the brain, moods or, and even behavior? In fact, it does. Um, studies have been done to prove that the microbiome has an effect on your mood, your stress levels, anxiety and depression. A group of people have been used in a study in Austria in 2018 where they received a substance called probiotics and the results were amazing. The study was done to determine people's moods after they received these probiotics and probiotics is living good bacteria that helps to digest your food. And those people actually reduce their stress and anxiety levels. And it's proven that to have a healthy microbiome inside your stomach, you could have a healthy brain as well. So in a nutshell, you will have better concentration, better academic performance, and a better mindset if you follow a healthy lifestyle. Does the microbiome have a neurological effect? It sure does. A study was done on infants in Ireland in 2019, and they found that at the age of two years, the function of the brain correlates with the composition of the microbiome a year earlier. And because so many neurological disorders occur in older people, such as Alzheimer's disease, and this is when people age and they start being forgetful and confused, and Parkinson's disease, and this is when people become shaky, stiff, unbalanced in walking and coordination. So these studies were done to see if a healthy microbiome could reduce the development of these diseases. And they were done in 2019 to determine if these neurological disorders could be slightly prevented by a healthy microbiome. And it was proven that the more diverse a microbiome is, the better the health outcome of people. And with diversity, I mean the diet you follow. So if a diet is high in processed food and fats and sugars, and it's unbalanced or has a low variety, then the microbiome is not diverse. But if you eat whole foods like fruits and vegetables, whole grains and the microbiome will then be diverse and this leads to a healthy outcome. But more studies have to be done in this field but it was shown that a healthy diverse microbiome can regulate the reduced development of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. How do you get your microbiome healthy? Your diet will most definitely help to make your microbiome healthy. Um, as mentioned before, eating and living healthy from a young age is very important. If you're not that young anymore, it's also okay. You can start from today to be healthy and to eat healthy. And by being healthy, I mean have your two to three portions of fruits per day, three to five vegetable portions per day, drink enough water, at least two liters, exercise or just try to be active once a day, eat your whole grain foods, limit sweets and sugar containing foods, sugar sweetened cool drinks and too much fatty foods. And by fatty foods, I mean pies, donuts, chips, fed cook, pizza and hamburgers. How much food should we eat per day? A portion size means the amount of food that you eat that is in the recommended range. So for vegetables, it would be three to five types per day, more or less one cup if it is raw and a half a cup if it is cooked vegetables. Then two to three fruits per day is recommended. So a portion of fruit is a fruit the size of a tennis or a hockey ball. Sugary foods, fatty foods, as I mentioned above, and desserts, it should be limited. Meat and protein foods are recommended weekly, but eat fish and chicken more often than red meat.
Some days can also be a meatless day by replacing meat with beans or eggs, which is also a protein. Fiber, whole grains and beans could be eaten daily. Milk, yogurt and moss could also be eaten daily. And these food items could be eaten at least twice a day. Half a cup to one cup at a time. And by just following these simple steps, you could be healthy and also have a healthy microbiome. What is the role of probiotics and prebiotics in the microbiome? So first of all, let me explain what is pre and probiotics. So probiotics is a microorganism that lives in the body for its beneficial functions. Some of you may already know this, but probiotics are found in food such as yogurt, aged cheese, tempeh, buttermilk and all products that are fermented. And fermented means that food was produced through controlled microbial growth. And don't worry, it is healthy food. <laughs> and prebiotics is a non-digestible ingredient that helps the good bacteria grow. So it's basically food for the probiotics. On the other hand, prebiotics are found in food such as tomatoes, onions and garlic and these are actually all food that most of us can include in our daily diet. How will these foods help the microbiome to be healthy? So let me explain why these food could help your microbiome to be healthy. Probiotic food contain a specific bacterium called Lactobacillus acidophilus, Bifidobacterium and Saccharomyces boulardii that is important during gut maturity. As mentioned before from a young age, these bacteria that you get in from food helps to keep the microbiome healthy and probiotics are known to help reduce fat absorption, in turn reduce energy intake and it also helps to regulate your appetite better. Can the microbiome help with weight loss? As we all know, overweight and obesity is a major problem worldwide. Everyone is trying out these new and funny or fad diets and trends going around. Meanwhile, we have total control of what we eat and in turn control of our weight. Being overweight or obese increases your chances for high blood pressure, heart problems and high fat blood levels or in other words cholesterol. There have been studies done in 2019 to prove that a healthy microbiome can prevent type 2 diabetes, in other words insulin resistance. And for those who doesn't understand what insulin resistance means, that is when the food that you eat or change the sugar in your blood but it's not taken up by cells and insulin is needed for that to happen. So by having a healthy microbiome, you can have sufficient insulin needed for your body and not gain any unnecessary weight. So long story short, a healthy microbiome can help maintain a healthier weight, no matter your age. What causes obesity and how can it be prevented? In Italy in 2018, a study was done to target the gut microbiome composition and the effects on the way it's formed and the results indicated that not only does the environment play a role in obesity but also the microbiome. Nowadays with the big portions of food we eat and the increased food intake, it changes the way your microbiome is formed altogether. And the main reason for this change is due to the high fat intake, the high sugar intake and processed food like commercially baked pies, cookies and donuts. And it was proven that the intake of probiotics and prebiotics could prevent obesity from happening. Although fiber has been shown to decrease a specific fat blood marker named triglycerides, which is a good thing. Triglycerides are a type of fat in your body which especially comes from butter, coconut oil, hot fats, even alcohol and refined carbohydrates. Refined carbohydrates are found mostly in the white starches like your white bread, your sugary cereals, your pastries, so and cakes and it also results from too much energy which is called kilojoules or calories that you eat and fat that your body doesn't need. 
Does a healthy microbiome prevent the development of diseases then? It sure does. Studies in 2018 um, where trials were done to show the effect of the microbiome and nutrients on the prevention of illnesses, proven that a healthy microbiome helps to prevent the start of obesity, type 2 diabetes, cancer and even allergies. The reason for all of these diseases is sometimes not that clear, but there's a definite link between nutrition and fighting diseases. And by having a good health status, the development of diseases can be reduced. For example, a healthy diet can improve cholesterol levels, lower blood pressure and weight loss that can contribute to microbial diversity, which is food for a healthy microbiome. And several studies were done in 2018 that showed that a healthy microbiome can reduce the risk of arthritis and allergies. And as mentioned above, it can also help with a healthy body weight. Can a healthy microbiome then help with the prevention of, of cancer? It was also proven that a healthy microbiome can contribute to the prevention of colorectal cancer. So colorectal cancer is cancer that is present in the colon. It has been shown that an increase in the BMI of 5, it increases the chances of developing colorectal cancer. And this cancer is highly prevalent and one of the leading causes of death in the United States, according to a study done in 2020 by medical researchers. And eating too much red meat and processed meat have been shown to increase the risk of developing colorectal cancer. So in red meat, there are certain substances that cause the development and growth of cancer cells. So it's best to eat red meat only twice a week. And not only does a healthy microbiome prevent the chances of developing cancer, but it also helps with how well your body accepts and responds to cancer treatment. There is endless evidence stating that the microbiome helps to shape the whole immune system. With a good immune system comes resistance to bacteria that wants to enter the body. In this way, the body stays healthy and is able to react positively to cancer therapy. Again, your diet plays a major role in keeping the microbiome healthy. More fiber foods such as fruit, oats and beans are beneficial for the microbiome when taking cancer into consideration. With that, eating fewer animal fats like bacon, processed meat and fatty foods was also shown to make your body more compliant to cancer therapy. Do you sleep better if you have a healthy microbiome? So the answer to this question is still under investigation. However, studies have been done in 2019 whereby people were followed up for one year to determine that a full diverse microbiome is correlated with more sleep efficiency and sleep time. And sleep is categorized under immune system. In other words, your sleeping pattern depends on your health and ultimately on your microbiome. When you are sleep deprived, which, which means you do not sleep enough, the gut microbiome immediately decreases its diversity in as little as only 48 hours. It has also been shown that the more hours you sleep at night, the better your cognitive function will be, and that is your mental and your thinking behavior. So not only is sleep beneficial for your brain and your mental health, but also for your weight. Sleep deprivation is also linked to overweight and obesity, um, but a healthy, diverse microbiome does improve sleeping time and efficiency. So it is important to regularly sleep for eight uninterrupted hours. So what should I do to live a healthy life in order to have a healthy, diverse microbiome? As a student, I'm taught to advise people on living a balanced life, taking into consideration diet and physical activity. There are also guidelines called the South African-based Food 
based dietary guidelines, which is available to everyone who wants it. So here are some of the guidelines. Number one is to enjoy a variety of food. And a variety of food meaning eating more than one type of food at each meal, eating different foods on different days and preparing food in different healthy ways. Different foods are filled with different nutrients that are important for your body and your health. Number two is to be active. Your body and your mind needs physical activity to keep healthy. Adults should try to do at least 30 to 45 minutes, five times a week activity, and children could play at least for one hour a day. Number three is make starchy foods part of most meals. Starchy foods give the body energy and other important nutrients. The best choices are whole wheat or brown bread, brown rice, whole wheat pasta, oats or coarse maize meal, or potatoes or sweet potatoes with the skin. Number four is to eat dry beans, split peas, lentils and soya regularly. These are very good sources of protein, also known as plant proteins or legumes, and they should be eaten two to three times per week. Examples are cooked dry beans, baked beans, butter beans, kidney beans, split peas, chickpeas, lentils, soya beans and products made from soya, so seeds, unsalted nuts and peanut butter. They are important for protein, dietary fiber, they provide energy and they're very rich in minerals. Minerals. You can even add these to soups and stews or even use it to substitute meat. Number five is eat plenty of vegetables and fruit every day. Try to eat at least five fruits and vegetables per day. That could be for instance three vegetables and two fruits vice versa. Fruits and vegetables help to make your immune system stronger and fight against diseases. Number six is have milk, moss or yogurt every day and calcium that is needed for strong bones and teeth are found in milk products. Try to have about two cups of dairy, which could be milk, moss, yogurt or sour milk every day and cheese may be eaten instead of milk drinks such as yogurt or flavored milk. Number seven is fish, chicken, lean meat and eggs can be eaten daily. Animal-based foods are sources of good quality protein. We need protein for growth, repair and maintenance of body tissue. Small portions of these foods can be eaten every day. However, it's not essential that they are eaten every day. Choose lean cuts of meat rather than sausages and processed meats. Try to eat one or two fish meals a week. Limit red meat to twice a week and try to eat less bologna, Vienna, sausage meat, frankfurters, salami, bacon that are very high in fat and salt and they should not be eaten too often. Number eight is to drink lots of clean, safe water. Because our body loses water throughout the day, we have to drink water. Clean water is the best and the cheapest drink, so choose clean water to drink first. Limit your sugar-sweetened beverages, including cola drinks and other bubbly sodas. Number nine is use fats sparingly, so choose your vegetable oils rather than your hard fats. So fats are needed for building cells and they help to absorb vitamin A, vitamin D, E and K as well as giving energy. And fats supply those essential omega-3 and omega-6 that cannot be produced by the body itself and have to be supplied by our diet. Unhealthy animal fats should be replaced with mono and polyunsaturated fats, including vegetable oil in small amounts, like olive, canola and sunflower oil, your soft your tub margarine, oily fish like tuna or salmon, avocado, nuts and seeds. Number 10 is to use sugar and foods that are high in sugar sparingly. In the long term, too much sugar is not good for your health. Sugar is high in energy and it contains no other nutrients. So eat small amounts at a time and as little as possible. Choose foods and drinks with little or no sugar. 
Use only a little or no sugar during cooking. Sweetened drinks and high sugar foods like cold drinks, sweets, biscuits, cakes and chocolates should be on occasional um, opportunities. Number 11 is to use salt and foods high in salt sparingly. Half of the salt we eat is from salt added by the manufacturing um, during the processing of food. The other half comes from the salt added while preparing and cooking food as well as salt added at the table. So many snack foods and takeaway foods are overloaded with salt. Eating too much salt and salty food can increase your blood pressure, increase the risk of heart disease and strokes. Reducing salt intake as well as increasing veg and fruit consumption can lower blood pressure and reduce these risks. So to wrap it all up, living and eating healthy has endless benefits, from protecting against diseases to a happy mindset and well aging with minimal complications. You can feel good, look good and be healthy by just looking after yourself and looking at what you eat every day. So in the long run, it will save you money because you won't have to buy medication because you won't get sick. In turn, you will not waste time on catching up on academic work. So your academic performance will improve, you will concentrate more and you will feel fabulous. I can only see benefits from this. It soon becomes a habit which you will never regret. I also want to summarize all of the information because I know it was a lot of information at once. So the most important to remember is to first of all eat a healthy, balanced diet. Secondly, sleep enough hours in a day. And thirdly, be physically active as much as possible. Remember to cut out unhealthy food and snacks as mentioned and to take care of your body. This is the only way your microbiome can be the healthiest it could possibly be to ensure a good mental state, a good body weight and overall health.